Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, it's all about the L's in the relegation battle as a loss for Leeds sees them relegated while a screamer from Decore sees Everton survive with Leicester going down despite winning their game against West Ham. And in the fight for the final European spot, Villa come out on top. Lots and lots to get on with this weekend in what was an action-packed final weekend of the Premier League. So, let's talk football. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another week of the podcast as we wind up the Premier League season and look forward to uh, the big FA Cup final and other European finals going on this week. Yeah, it's a busy couple of weeks in Europe for English clubs. Yeah. Yeah. All, all three finals have got a an English flavour to them. Well, sort of. I mean, Roma and what's it doesn't. Well, technically, Jose Mourinho is. You know, I mean, he's, he's well connected in the English game. I suppose you could technically say Chris Morning's probably going to play in that game as well. Exactly. Tentative links, Christopher. There are some links to English football, I guess. <laughs> uh, but let's start with the Premier League final day, which all kicked off uh, Sunday afternoon. In a very, very interesting, very interesting kind of dynamics playing out at the bottom of the table, I thought, throughout the afternoon. Yeah, because um, yeah, one, how it one panned point, out, yeah. At one point, you know, I mean, Leeds were the only one who really weren't any way close to surviving. Um, no. But between Everton no. and, and Leicester, it was a bit touch and go as to who at given points at, in the afternoon. Yeah, it didn't change an awful lot. Obviously, Leicester going in front against West Ham then put the pressure on Everton because it was nil-nil at that point. Yeah. Obviously, Leeds had already conceded twice, I think, by yeah, the they time were kind of done early. scored. Yeah. They so, were done early, Leeds, I'm afraid. Yeah, to be fair, we found a team that can't defend. Oh, yeah, from a Tottenham point of view. Yeah. And they just Bye-bye. opened up and gave us all the space we needed. It was wonderful. It's so weird. It's so weird. I, I mean, mean, Lucas Mora. I have to mention Lucas Mora. Yeah. What a way to end your time with a football club. Literally the last kick of the game. And gets a goal. Runs through. Runs past about three or four of them. Slots it beyond the goalkeeper. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, where was that for the last three years? Well, that's Lucas. the first goal of the season. <laughs> But That's yeah, no. But I think season. anyway, Leeds <laughs> Leeds didn't show any fight. I didn't think it was no. To, I mean, they went behind really there. early, and obviously going behind that early, not the stuffing out of the crowd because they were like, right, okay, we now need we needed to win the game anyway, but we now need to come yeah. from behind to win the game. <laughs> I think I think I think Sam's own arrogance has cost him and cost Leeds. You know, because once. Once Leeds had kind of made the decision, you bring in Sam in. But I think he shot himself in the foot in the first week when yeah. he came out with all that ridiculous I'm better stuff. than everybody else sort of thing. Oh, yeah. no, well, no one's better than me, wasn't it? It's, yeah. It's, and, and he's obviously just got this inner belief that he's got this entitlement that he can turn anybody around. And, and I just, it just never worked. No, I think the appointment was weird. Anyway, I said that at the time because it just didn't feel like the the lead squad suits Sam anyway. No. 
and the way he wants to set he a team up. He was on a up. bit of a hiding to nothing anyway. Obviously, we only four games and not really an awful lot you can implement in that time. Yeah. As you said, or what you said when it was when it happened, what you read online that, you know, instead of losing 4-1, ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd only lose 2-1. But they actually lost 4-1 in the end anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, it was, the whole thing was a bit strange. I just feel like he's kind of coming with the bluster and the, all the stuff. Everyone's saying he's deflecting from the players, mm. but like it was a Man City game that he did that on. You don't need to deflect from the players going into a game against Man City. No. You just need to concentrate on getting and working hard again. Yeah, and that was the thing that they were doing Sunday, to be fair. They were working mm. hard, but we were just picking them off. Yeah, the, the, the space was there, though. Yeah. They weren't compact, were they, at all? The space no. was there all the time. And, and I, don't think, I don't think they necessarily worked massively hard. I thought that they, they stood off you a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't seem to be in a shape a lot of the time either. I think they were, they were trying to go a no, bit... No, I think when they were trying to chuck bodies forwards, once they got the goal back, obviously they conceded pretty much yeah, straight I away. Just, yeah. I just I just think maybe the approach to the game was wrong. Maybe they were trying to go at Tottenham, rather as actually their best bet was to stay in the game for as long as possible. Yeah. And then, you know, play on the lack of confidence that Tottenham have had. Yeah, get this the crowd season. behind you. Yeah, yeah. you know, because if you're nil nil and it's ten minutes to go at Ellen Road, you can nick a goal and it y- might something can happen, things. right? Yeah. And you never. Know. I mean, it didn't matter in the end, obviously, because no. the other two teams managed to get there, managed to get a win, and but Everton won, which made everything kind of pointless. But yeah, I guess there was nothing from Leeds. Um, I watched the less. I watched um, the Everton game. Sorry, I watched. Live. I was trying. I was trying to watch all three. To be fair, it was quite difficult yeah, no. to keep up I, with all. I three. have to just concentrate on one. There's no point me trying to concentrate on more than one yeah. game. And I thought Everton did very well, actually. Um, they wrote their luck. I thought a, a little well, bit, a little, a little bit. bit. But I thought, I thought actually, I didn't. I mean, Jordan Pitford towards the end had to make some good saves. But Bournemouth weren't. You know, Bournemouth were ready for their break. Yeah, I think. You know, they, they did all yeah. right. They did all right, Bournemouth. Um, you know, Everton's problem all season has been a lack of goals, and that was that, that was, was the evident. problem that they yeah. had, really, uh, in the game. And then Decore comes up with probably a goal he'll never score again ever in his no. career. He will never have to buy another drink in that no. side of Liverpool. <laughs> no, probably not. Everywhere <laughs> he goes, he sees an Everton fan, he'll get a drink. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was a good performance in the end by Everton. I thought they did they what they the needed to do. They saw the game out well. Final ten minutes. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of added time at the end of that game. Yeah. And they managed it well. They did, and the crowd. You know, well, the point, crowd. Yeah. The crowd were there. The crowd were there all yeah. game f- for the players. Not so much the board, but they were there for the players. Yeah. But obviously, um, at that point, if Bournemouth had scored, that would have been disaster. Oh yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Yeah. But they did. You know, they, to be fair, but you know, Pitford made. I think. One really good save, and I think they had another chance. Bournemouth, but they didn't look troubled too no. much. Everton defensively, I thought as soon as it, you know when you looked at the defence that they had out there, when I saw you know you got Connor Cody at the base of it, that experience, I thought, oh, do you know what? I think they'll be all right. And Yerry Mina had been playing really well the last few weeks, and yeah, Tarkovsky as well. You know, I thought that's that's you can build on on that as a foundation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I was surprised when Sean Dyche came in that Connor Cody was kind of out of the team. Because yeah. I thought he's a, he's a leader on the pitch. 
you know, he, he'll drag others along with him. That's it. And they did really well. And Leicester, I thought Leicester gave a good go at it on the last day. They got, you know, they got the win they needed to, but the damage was done before them for Leicester, I think. You know, yeah. you think of the start of the season that they had. I think the damage was done back then, really, when, what was it, like 1.7 or something like that yeah, that they got. Yeah, something ridiculous. But yeah, if you go into the final day with a deficit, needing something to go your way somewhere else, yeah, invariably it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, now fair play to Everton; they will stay in the Premier League for Still part another of the season. Present club. Yeah, but things need to need to change at Everton big time. I think. Yeah, because I saw the interview with Jordan Pickford afterwards. He's yeah. like, we cannot let this happen again, and I felt. Well, like that's saying, the same. You Jordan, know, they were all. They it were all last season, son. <laughs> well, they were all saying the same. They said they can't. You know, this is. <laughs> Connor Cody said the same thing. He said, "Look, yeah. we were here last year. Well, they were here last year. You know, we're here again this year. We can't. We need something needs to change at the club, which I thought was very uh, yeah pointed. Well, Connor Cody's obviously he's not going to be around next season, so he can say what no. he likes pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be yeah, interesting. No, it's quite telling. Obviously, the ownership at Everton. There's a lot of clubs, to be fair, that are looking at their ownership at the moment and going, you should be doing better. And I think Everton are definitely in that category. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move to the other you know, thing that was still up for grabs in the league, and that was the last European spot, the Conference League spot. Everything else had kind of been decided before the final day. Um, yeah, and Villa. Villa. They've done very well under Villa. Villa have had a really good back end of the season, haven't yeah. they? Well, ever since Emery come in. Yeah, he's actually um, transformed that squad. Yeah. 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 Well, it just worked, but they're probably, the quality was obviously always there. It's just that Gerard couldn't extract couldn't it. make it work. Yeah. And that's something he'll have to go away and learn about, to be quite yeah. honest, because, um, you know, he was a very emotional player. Yeah. I thought, you know, he played a lot on. On, on emotion sometimes probably more than tactics at times I think Gerard, and maybe that's something he needs to work on as a manager maybe yeah it um it certainly looks that way anyway obviously you know am I am I disappointed we missed out on Europe no I don't think so because there's a twofold reason why Go on, then. one we can get our act together yeah and you know properly sort out the squad without the distraction of playing Conference League, you know, with all due respect to the Conference League, it's not the quality of the Champions League and the Europa League, team-wise. And two, mm -hmm. it will do what the fans want it to do. It will hurt Daniel leaving his back pocket. Because he yeah, won't but... have those extra games that he would have had had we been in Europe. There's a good chance you're going to lose Harry Kane this summer, though, one way or another. I wouldn't be so sure. I just, I just don't, I just don't see how he stays now. I think. What, what is there to stay for? Well, I think the, the the options are limited as to where he goes. Obviously, Manchester United is an option for where he goes. Yeah. But by the sounds of it, they're not even thinking about negotiating with us because they know it's going to be difficult. And they want to get something done quickly. Which that's is not what I'm right. hearing. Yeah. That's not what you're hearing. That's no. what I was hearing. No. Okay. From our side, there's very much an interest in getting Harry Kane in. Yeah. And he's one of our priorities, apparently. Okay. As I've said, 
many, 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 many times before. 120, you can have him. Anything less, forget He's it. got one year left on his contract. Don't care. What if you can if you took if Daniel Levy could get seventy million this summer no. 70, or nothing nothing no. next season seventy right? million won't when you know him. when you know you need to rebuild your squad yeah that seventy mil could go into that yeah but that or does... he go, or he goes for nothing you've done nothing to improve your squad this summer because you you haven't got the investment because somebody's got to go right. Somebody's got to go for you to be able to invest properly. You've got a biggish squad. Yeah. You've invested loads the last couple of seasons. People have got to go. You've got to get some money in to be able yeah. to refresh your squad. You've not got a Europe. You've not got European football to pull people in. Yeah. Right. So you've got to pull people in with money. And the only way you're going to get more money is you've got this big carrot of Harry Kane to get some money for, who's a year off leaving. Because I have no doubts in my mind that if he doesn't go this summer, he'll go next summer. Yeah, agreed. And he'll, and he'll go for nothing. Yeah. And I just don't see Daniel Levy letting Harry Kane go for nothing. Well, let's look at it logically. So if... I think that is the logic. <laughs> so so if you're saying 70, which I don't yeah. think is the right figure, I think you're looking closer to 100. Potentially, but... yeah. I was just putting the number out there no, no, just no, to say, just, just to just... say, would would you rather have seventy k in your back pocket now, plus you know Let what Harry's explain. got left on his wage, God. or have nothing, nothing next summer? Because essentially, with Harry Kane, if we sell him for whatever price we sell him for, whether it's mm -hmm. ninety, hundred, hundred and twenty, whatever, we need to buy two players, yeah, to to fit that bill, to fill his shoes. I don't think, as you've quite rightly said, we are in a position to do that. Yeah, but what good is it next season? You're I just going to have another... Se you can't get a manager. I think... Let alone get a attract players. You can't attract a manager to the project. I think Harry Kane will be the one that will push it. And I think he will stay for another year and go for nothing next season. I don't agree. I, I just I just don't see in my mind how Daniel Levy when a bid comes in yeah and he's looking down the barrel mm -hmm. and he's going he goes for nothing or we can get something yeah he will take something over nothing it has to be the right number though yeah he's not going to sell him for 10 mil no is he no but, but he's not going to at sell the same him, time he's not going to sell him for 70 either but at the same time there'll be a point where he's got to go Something's got to happen here because yeah. you, you can't get a manager. You're, losing, you're going to lose a few players this summer anyway. We're probably going to ship out a few. Yeah. Yeah. But you need a refresh of your squad. We do. But we do. Harry Kane is the big, your big selling point to be quite your big, you know, your big money point. But then is that also counterintuitive that if we want to try and bring players in, we can say, look, we have Harry Kane. You can feed yeah. off of him. You can work off of him. Yeah, but but for a player, you go in when he's out of contract next year. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you go, right, Kane's gone, we're going to build a new team. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, you know, you might turn around to whoever it is you're going to make as your big signing. You're going to be the new man. You're yeah. the guy. Harry Kane, we're moving on. He's going to do his thing. You're the guy. Keeping older son's going to be difficult as well, by the way. 
probably. Yeah. But so, I think you know if you keep if you can keep Son and you give him someone new to play with up there. Yeah. And you just go right. You know, I think from Tottenham it might actually work out for him. Just to go right. Okay, we're going to get this money from Kane. We can get someone in young now. You could go for because if we go for Kane, we're not going to get an Osman in. You could go for Osman. Or you could just buy Osman and forget about it. Well, we probably won't get him because we we seem to be fixated on getting some English players in. Yeah. Because the, the three main players I've seen us linked with are Rice, Kane and Mount. Mount's an interesting one. Mount's an interesting one. I'd, I think they'd want to put him... I don't think he'd play further forward for us. I think they'd want him... In the two. Uh, yeah. In the, yeah, with Eric, you know, as an Ericsson kind of... Imagine us having Mount and Rice together. I'd actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it to be honest. Well, Rice is going to Arsenal. I've no doubt about that. You reckon he's going to go Arsenal? I don't yeah. think he'll go Arsenal. I've no doubt about that, unless Chelsea come into it. I think he'll go yeah. to Arsenal. We'll see how that plans out. But those are the three that we've been linked with this summer. I mean, mainly we've been linked so with players. I mean, we're, we're getting we linked with lots of players. Got a you haven't got a player? No, you haven't got a player. You see what I mean? This is the problem, well, we're right? Linked, we've been linked with players. We're linked with a Solomon bloke from Fulham. We've got a manager. We've got a manager in place, but we're going to buy all the players. Exactly. So no decision. I would imagine I... that the managerial situation will be sorted out in the next week and a half or so. I reckon you're going to end up keeping Ron Mason. No. I don't think we will. We will either end up with Postacoglu, the Celtic right. fella. Yeah, yeah. We will either end up with Luis Enrique. You can't get finals manager. Won't get finals manager, no. You can't, no, you can't get I finals manager. I know manager. you can't get finals manager. So, so why do you think you're going to get a Celtic manager? Um, Scott Munn. Mm. Scott Munn, he, he and Scott Munn worked together when he was out in Australia managing. Okay. So there's a link there between those two. I well, can't not... see Luis Enrique coming. I'm Luis sorry. Luis Enrique, he sounds like he's going to Napoli. That's pipe dream stuff, yeah. Yeah. The other one, and it's my pick, to be fair, so it means it mm. won't happen, Graham Potter. Graham Potter's, yeah. He's, he needs a job. I do not want Brendan Rodgers. I don't think it'll be... Well, it could be Rodgers if there's no, no one else. No, it could I'd, be rather, I'd rather do it myself. Give <laughs> it to Brendan Rodgers. No, I don't think so. But yeah, no. Well, we, well, no I, think, I think you're being... To be fair, and obviously, you know, he's got Liverpool links, so I'm not always fair to that. But to be fair to Brendan Rodgers... Yeah. He did, he did an outstanding job with that Leicester team. Yeah. And then they didn't invest in the team for him. No. And that's what happened just. Right? But he, he has turned the job down twice already. He doesn't want to manage us. So fine. But he didn't want to leave Leicester because he thought he could get Leicester into the Champions League. And look uh, where they're now going. Well, yeah. But the, <laughs> but the investment left, didn't they, you know, after the, 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 the tragedy. Yeah, to be fair. Obviously, the son is not quite as invested yeah. as what the dad was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and things and things changed at the club, and there was probably a bit of loyalty in Brendan over that. To be honest, yeah. just try and see the club I, through. But then, you know, they they couldn't invest. So I think you're being harsh on Brendan Rodgers, actually, no. a former Celtic manager, by the way. <laughs> so let's uh, let's not let's not disrespect this when you're quite happy to take the current no, uh, no, no, Celtic I, I'm manager. Not quite, I'm not quite happy to take it. I'm just seeing the logic from that one. Right. I've told you so, who my pick is. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's not going to happen. I think Graham. I think Graham Potter's in with a good shout. I mean, we're scraping the barrel, but and again, I think I think 
Graham Potter would be a good appointment. He would as be well. a good appointment. Yeah, take he'd, take he'd, the he'd Chelsea squad he could actually manage. out of it. Yeah, he done wonders with Brighton. Is yeah. exactly what we need. Yeah, you need a project build. Yeah, and the Chelsea job was ridiculous for anybody who went in there. Yeah, good luck. To be quite honest, by the way. I think they've got a chance to sort it this summer, though. By the sound they, of it, they've, they've got to get he's players going out the door. in there and going. You're going. Yeah. You're going. You're they've going. <laughs> got to get players out the door. Yeah, that's got to be first priority. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what they do in terms. Well, they need us number nine, don't they? They need a striker. They're talking. That'll be it, another it, team in for I a striker. Saw something about Romelu Lukaku again. What bringing him back? I mean, he's only out him. on loan, isn't he? Yeah, and keeping him. But um, I'd, to be fair. With a Pochettino pre-season under his belt, Romelu Lukaku will be a beast. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know whether he's got that dedication in him. Well, if he doesn't, he'll find himself out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just don't think he has. I think you look at, you just look at his career over over the over the years. When someone's yeah. pushed him physically, he's got injured. Yeah. Yeah, or he or he just doesn't care. No, he, he just doesn't buy into it. No. He slimmed down for one club, didn't he? Who did he slim it was down with, for? It was with us, I think. You know, yeah. In a second season, I think. Mourinho that was under Van Gaal, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, he didn't join us until Mourinho. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was the second season with Mourinho. I think he sent him away for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was the start of that bad season that we had <laughs> when he left. Um, I think I think if he comes back to Chelsea, I think he does well. He might. He might. He might Maurizio do. Maurizio will put his put his arm around him. He might do, but I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know whether he's got the level of commitment that's going to be needed. To be honest, to stay, yeah, ultra fit, and I think that's why Italian football suited him. Yes, it's a slower pace. Definitely, he can bully defenders. And he can do his thing over there. Where I think the pace of the Premier League. I mean, we know how good he is. He's he'll get your goals. Yeah. Apart from when he was at Chelsea last. Um, Oops. but yeah, we'll see. But they, that's what Chelsea need to do, I think, this summer. Absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we go. I mean, obviously, we've got the FA Cup final this weekend. Which... You have to stop Manchester City. Oh, we've got to, but I don't think we can. No, I don't think you can. I think Inter you know, might. I don't know. I think I, I think, think they roll. I think they roll into over. The one, I'll tell you what. The one thing was, I was watching. I was watching Sky Sports News yesterday. Yeah. And um. One of the one of the guys on there, I can't remember his name. One of the reporters, right, was like, you know, they asked him, "Do you think they'll win the treble?" And he went, "Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll beat Inter Milan." And I was like, "Hang on a minute, mate." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Hang on a minute, mate." You're forgetting about United here. He just went straight. He just went straight over that. And I was like, "For that, I think we deserve it. We deserve to knock with that. That might be the omen that." That helps us out a little bit. Just but, um, get steamrolled by Man City. Yeah, he was just like he just like completely discounted us. He was just like, "Will they win the treble?" Yeah, I think they'll beat Inter. <laughs> I was like, "What? Are you okay, lad?" Did you immediately turn over even... and start writing an email? To not even mention us, I thought it was just a bit rude. To be quite honest, they're quite disrespectful. Like he just didn't even contemplate. It was so weird. It's such a weird take. But I, I think it's going to be a struggle for us, to be honest. We're going to have to be at our best. I mean, I was looking, actually, and something that's been quite under the radar, and everyone's been talking about our away record, particularly against the top-half teams. 
only team City beat away from home in the Premier League in the who finished in the top half of the table was Arsenal. Oh, they only beat one. They only won one away game against the top. Oh, they said the top nine, so it must go down to Brentford. To Brentford, yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, they did lose to Brentford, didn't they? On they the last did day lose of the season. Brentford. So. Yeah. So their away record's not been brilliant. Us both going to Wembley will be interesting. Our record at New Wembley's not brilliant, though. <laughs> but are. you don't know. It's it's a final and anything can happen. Anything and... can happen in a final, yeah. And we have to stop you them. Keep, you keep telling yourself that, sir. We have to. We have to. The thing is, they've they've taken their foot off the pedal, haven't they, the last couple of games? City. Yeah, but you know... Today, we have exactly. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, I'm 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 aware I'm I'm taking all the copium available to me. <laughs> but it's like we've fought in our last couple of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and, and stayed at a level. Yeah. And stayed at a level. Yeah. Whereas they dropped off a little bit. But well, I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubts in my mind unfortunately that they'll be up for it um you know it's going to be massive it's just whether pep outplays himself mm -hmm. and does something daft like he did in the champions league final against chelsea yeah overthinks it yeah you know our, our hope our best hope is you know i think we'll, we'll have to go with rashford down the middle yeah because no martial yeah but we've got no martial anyway but i would have gone with rashford down the middle anyway because I'd rather him go through the middle than have to be against Carl Walker. Yeah. Um, maybe have Garnacho someone a bit more trickier out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sancho's picked up a bit of form the last couple of games. Yeah. Out on the right for us, obviously without Anthony. And I think between the three of them, there's a bit of danger in there. Bruno's been on fire as yeah. he normally has been. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Fred comes in though for Ericsson. And he'll okay. go for the legs because you know one of the issues that we have with with Casemiro with uh, Casemiro and Eriksen as a midfield is obviously their their age is a bit against and them engine. and yeah and their engines getting up. I mean Casemiro probably you know going to get there whereas Eriksen is is probably a little bit less obviously in terms of what he can give in that in the defensive area of the pitch whereas I think Fred's quite fancied and. Fred and Casemiro have had a history of doing well for Brazil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not having Martinez is a massive loss. So it means Shaw us. and Varane? No, it'll be, no, it'll be Vin, uh, Lindelof, Lindelof and Varane. Varane. Yeah, because Lindelof, Lindelof's been really good, actually. But yeah. going forward, you know, when we're trying to build, we, that's where we're missing Martinez and his fight and his, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that part of the game. I think, I think we've having Shaw at centre-back, we've, lost out at times going forward yeah because Shaw's good on the Shaw's so good going forward yeah. yeah so good going forward Aaron Wambasaka, I have no doubts or look after uh, Jack Grealish oh I, I don't to be fair I don't I just who, who's who's, wow. who's ever got who's ever got the better of Wambasaka? I, I mean I'm gonna clip that for next who's, week who's, Who's ever got the... No, seriously, in one-on-one -on -one take on situations, who's... Tell me. Tell me. Give me give me an answer to that question. 
What was the question? Who has ever gotten the better in a 1v1 over Aaron Rambasaka? I mean, I don't watch Manchester United games that often, so I couldn't tell you. Nobody is the answer to that question. He's phenomenal in a 1v1. Like, even Zahar was like, I, couldn't, he, he sort of, I remember him saying after the game that we played against him and he was, he was about to go in on goal, I think. He said he looked over his shoulder and saw Aaron and thought, oh, no. Right? That's what he does to attacking players. So, in other words, we're going to be talking next week about Aaron Wambasaka taking out of his back pocket his wallet, his keys, and Jack Greenish. Hopefully. Yeah, but unfortunately, they've got Harlan, they've got De Bruyne, they've got Bernardo Silva. Um, you Mares. know, they've got Mares. Um, Gundogan pops up. Yeah, Alvarez. Gundogan likes to pop up with a goal. Rodri. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> it's inconsequential in many in many respects. Foden could come into it at some Foden, point as well. Yeah, we so yeah. you know, Foden so he, versus he might be able to kick Jack Greedish quite, but I'm not necessarily. Well, that's the thinking point, it. isn't it? That's the point. The danger comes from everywhere else, but oh, it's dear. it's it's worrying. But we've got players that can do damage to them, and I think we have to remember that. You know, but I they, think between but they have more. Yeah, but we just need our we just need our best players to be at their very best. And you need and we to can hope and we can do something. Day. Yeah, yeah, and we can we can we can definitely do something. You know, we rested Luke Shaw and Varane and Wambasaka at the weekend, and I think all three of them will come in. Be interesting. Um, be interesting to see what happens in the cup final. It's going to be very interesting. It's on at three o'clock. Three o'clock, proper proper, proper cup final. Cup final. Proper cup final day on Saturday. Good, I'm glad. I'll be settling in. I hope the coverage just starts really early as well. I used to love doing that. Yeah, it used to FA start cup really final early, didn't it? I don't think yeah. it does. I think it's more one o'clock time. Yeah, we used to love getting going early doors, get the coverage going, watch the buses come in. Yeah. As they All struggle to get to Wembley. <laughs> yeah. Because of the train strike. Oh dear. But yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, we haven't really talked about a lot of the other games. I think the only other game worth mentioning, well, Arsenal, pressure was off, decided yep. to smack Wolves, but that was inevitable considering that they were, had nothing to play for anymore. Yep. And the 4 all draw, Southampton said their farewell to the Premier League in, in with a with an absolute cracker of a game. Yeah, Liverpool's be... defending, by the way. Absolutely oh, atrocious. atrocious. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious. What is Trent doing? I don't know what, I don't know what Liverpool do with Trent. Play him in midfield. Well, you, can <laughs> you play him in midfield? Can can you play him? Can can you play him as a midfielder though? I would play. His, his defensive awareness is yeah. so poor. I I'd think about number ten to be quite honest. To be fair, we've had this same conversation with Pedro Porro. I like, think Pedro Porro is awful defensively, but going forward, he's amazing. So... I'd, I'd be tempted to stick Trent at ten. Yeah, so he hasn't got to worry about defending at all. No. Just get him on the ball in the centre of the pitch and say, do because that is where he's at his best. Yeah. Get him like, in go the and attacking do that for third us. where he can hurt teams. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be tempted. Not, not hurt yourself. Yeah. He just needs to... He just seems like he doesn't care about defending at all. The way he played at the weekend, I was just like, he, he doesn't care, does he? Maybe he's given... Well, we've had this conversation about doesn't Liverpool care. a lot this season. Obviously, with the two fullbacks, they are told to go as high as they can. Yeah, but... The the end, you think... You, you think about that. Yeah. You think about Liverpool when they're at the best. Yes, that was happening all the time. Yeah, but they were getting back. Yeah, they mm-hmm. don't seem to be bothered going the other way at the minute. You know, Robertson no. does put a bit more effort in in doing it that way. 
But Trent doesn't care. Maybe he's been told not to. Yeah, but why? No, you can't be. T- why would you be told not to care about your defensive job when you're in the back? When you're in the back four? Don't know. James Milner's like there. He can cover the space. It's not like you're a wing back. Well, he's not there next season. You can you could sound like he's a wing back, and you've got an extra dif- centre back you can drift over. Ah, it's fine. I'm quite I happy think... seeing him going forward. To be fair, I, I, I said stick him number ten. But the thing is, though, that's all well and good saying, oh, I don't mind him doing that, blah, blah, blah. But from a Liverpool point of view, if they they can score all the goals in the world, but they can't keep it out the other end. No. That's why That's why they've had a bad season. That's why they've ended up in fifth place. Yeah, and not in the Champions that, League. That's why they've had a bad season they've in the end, because they've conceded way goals. too many goals. Yeah. Which is... Going the other way. Yeah. You know, they're probably still up there, aren't they? Like 70, 80 goals 75. again, probably, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They've scored five more than we have. But we've conceded a hell of a lot more than they have. <laughs> Going the other way, dreadful. Honestly, awful all season. Uh, but that that pretty much that's all the those few other bits and pieces going on. Um, Alison Forest drew Chelsea, Newcastle drew. We talked about Brentford beating City. But yeah, I think that's a, that wraps it up for the Premier League this yeah. season. All done, and we'll, and we'll see. What happens next year? Right, do you want to take us around the world? Yes, I do. Because there has been a lot happening around the world as we start to come in to the end of the season where it finished this weekend in the Bundesliga. It went down to the last kick of the season as Bayern Munich pipped Dortmund to their 11th straight title after Dortmund were held by Mainz. Bayern Munich won away at Cologne with Jamal Musiala scoring in the 89th minute to win the game. Wow. There was more drama in Bundesliga 2, where Hamburg were denied automatic promotion by two late goals from Heidenhelm, the winner coming after the Hamburg fans had already invaded the pitch, thinking they were going up. Instead, they faced Stuttgart in the playoff to see if they will be promoted or not. Hashtag Orcs. Is that right? Is that how they say it? I don't know, but that was equally just as awkward. Okay, moving on. To Serie A, where the top four is all sorted, and it's just depending on what order behind Napoli now. The other European places are all set too, so the focus turns to the fight to stay in Serie A. It's between Verona and Spezia, who face Milan and Roma, respectively, on the final weekend, both away from home as well. going to be tricky for either of them. In Ligue 1, PSG win the title just by only drawing. Lons' late run sadly came too late. It's between Nantes and Auxerre for the final relegation place. In Spain, it's all sorted at the top as well, so down the bottom we go again. Valladolid occupy the final relegation spot. There are six teams involved in the battle. Getafe, Celta Vigo, Almeria, Valencia and Cadiz could all go down and I think Valladolid face Getafe, which could be a very interesting game. Saudi Arabia is where we head next, where al Ilhad claimed the title after they won, and Al-Nazir could only draw, much to Ronaldo's frustration, and mine, because Nuno Espirito Santo is the manager of al Ilhad. What might have been, eh? To the WSL, where Chelsea were crowned champions for a fourth straight year. The Reading miracle didn't materialise, sadly, as Chelsea beat them by three goals to nil, so they go down. Manchester United did win, though. They won 1-0 over Liverpool. 
in the MLS. The pressure continues to build on Inter-Miami boss Phil Neville after they drop to the foot of the Eastern Conference. They are in good company, though. LA Galaxy are bottom of the Western Conference, and they have a great history obviously, in the MLS. And finally, to the EFL playoffs, where for the first time ever, all three finals went to extra time. Two of them went the distance as Carlisle beat Stockport 5-4 on penalties. In League One, a late goal from Josh Windass, son of former hole striker Dean Windass, secured Sheffield Wendy's place in the championship, seeing off 10-man Barnsley. And finally, in the richest game in football, Luton Town, Beat Coventry City 6-5 on penalties after Fakir Darbo missed the vital kick to see Luton return to the top division for the first time since the 91-92 season. Well, there we go. Lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, Not been a great week for Fakini Darbo. He was released no. yesterday by Coventry. No, that's unlucky. After missing a penalty. Yeah, but I don't think it was the cause of it, surely. No, no. I think the they just decided to go with a sort of a refresh of the squad. Obviously, yes. that squad was still the one that came up from League One a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. But they couldn't quite get it done. But Luton do go up into the Premier League and making up the numbers. So it'll be very, very, very interesting next season it's to see how they get on. interesting to have Luton up. I bet all the away fans can't wait to go through someone's front uh, living room to get into a stadium. <laughs> you be seen fun. what they've got to do during the summer, though? I haven't seen. I haven't looked into a lot of the details so of the stuff they've got to do. They've got to knock down a stand, right? Rebuild it because yeah. obviously they need specific gantry requirements for the television coverage, TV. canteen, things like that. So yeah, yeah, they've got to knock down a stand and rebuild it in like six and a half weeks. Good luck, boys. <laughs> but it's going to be great Best having Luton up. I I think I was, I was talking to someone yesterday about Luton. They remind me of what Blackpool did when Blackpool came up I think they're going to be a breath of fresh air for the Premier League yeah. they're just going to have a go and well, see what old, happens a proper old story you know, old like old school ground as well so yeah yeah. no one wants to go to the Kenny as they said no not indeed but uh, there we are then how's um, how's our old friend getting on so our football manager wonder kid Donish Avdejans in the Austrian Bundesliga at Hartberg he scored Let's go. They won by two goals to nil going into the last week of the season. They can still make the playoff. They okay. play the team that are directly above them. Right. Interesting. On the final weekend. So they can pip them to second. Come on, Donis. He's been in good Let's form. See. He has. Yeah, he has. That's Let's what, see what he can do. Goal, three goals in four games. Yep, yeah, he's smashing it. Absolutely. He's showing some light. At the end of the long season. Yeah, it has been a long season. So. It's been a long season. But there we are. Uh, right, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up from us. I'd go through fixtures, but there are no... There are no fixtures now. I've got nothing to do with no the fixtures. podcast. We've got one so, fixture um, to talk about, and that is the Manchester Derby FA Cup final. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, which, yeah, we've already given you a preview too. But um, yeah, don't forget if you want to get in touch with us at Let's Football Pod, or you can email us at Let's Football Pod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to discuss the two Euro well, the European final and the FA Cup, and look forward to the Champions League final as well as West Ham's Europa Conference League final as well. But for now, we will see you all next week. So uh, yeah, we'll see you later on. Bye. Bye.